Learning how to connect with your children and talk through best practices with other fathers is essential because there is no manual. Building a legacy with your children is vital for their continual growth. Our mission is to celebrate and support fathers by equipping them with the tools and resources needed to lead successful families. We welcome you to Birthright Living Legacy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, so excited to be here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The crowd is going crazy. <laughs> I love that it's an in, in, uh, in-studio audience, you know. It's, it's so many of us in here. Um, I wanted to uh, get excited as I introduce the, uh, the father that we have today to uh, be able to celebrate, Mr. Paul Zelensky, who is a father of six, married. How many years have you been married? I've been married for almost 15 years. Now. Almost 15 years, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Mr. Paul Zelensky. <laughs> Don't even want to go. Where to go yeah, yeah. You just, you just <laughs> thank, go right in. Thank, thank you. Just you. go right in there, man. You just go right in there. Man, so I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, we got a chance to uh, meet not too long ago, uh, being on a panel, just giving some uh, fatherhood glory. And, uh, man, you had some some wonderful words of wisdom. And you guys are part of a, a sweet organization that are helping uh, families out. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of contribute anywhere that I can to, to help families anywhere. Nice. I love it. So tell us, Paul, what is your favorite part about being your father's son? About being my father's son. Oh, man, what is my favorite part of being my father's son? Um, I, 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 that's a tough question. I've never really considered something like that. I know. That's why we ask. That's a great question. Let's see. Um, well, I, I've been fortunate to have two fathers in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was really young. And so... Um, my mom got remarried to a, to an amazing man. I still have a good relationship with my biological father. So I've had both fathers in my life. And so I, you know, so for, for me, I'm, I'm the son of two fathers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what, what is my favorite thing to be? Uh, yeah. Let's start with bio and then my, we'll go to the biological next. father. My favorite thing about being is he's done a lot to, um, push me towards my life. I'm, I'm becoming a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's something that is, that I've loved to do. And that is something that was, uh, given to me by my, by my biological father, um, or, or dad Zelensky, as I will call him. <laughs> right. Cause I, you know, I, I don't like calling, I don't like bio dad and I don't like stepdad cause they're both my dads. Right. So we have, we have dad Zelensky who's, who is my, my biological father. Um, and he, he doesn't still that, that desire to fly. Mm. Um, he's got a lot of, uh, intellectual things that he gives up upon me. Wow. Um, like, you know, I, I love, like, I love if I come up with some physics question that, you know, that he, I call him right away and he goes, yes, give me the physics questions. That's the kind of guy he is, right? Engineer minded, but he's, he's also a therapist, which is kind of weird. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I love, I also love that I share, I share name with him, Ooh. which is always exciting. Are you a junior? I am a junior. Wow. I'm a junior. And, uh, and it's, it's funny. He actually, he called me just the other day. He's telling me about how he got his, uh, his drone license and he wanted to share that with me. And, uh, and he calls me up and he says, Hey, what are you doing? And I, and I give my, my same nonsense answer. I go, I'm talking to you. <laughs> right. And he's, 
He's like, oh, so you wait, so you're talking to Paul Zelensky? I said, I am talking to Paul Zelensky. He goes, that's so weird. I'm talking to Paul Zelensky. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had a good laugh on that one. Um, but, you know, so, so from him, I get a lot of that intellectual um, mindset and, 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 and that kind of things. And, and from, from my other dad, mm-hmm. I'm calling Dad Shook. Okay. That is his last name. Uh, from Dad Shook, you know, he kind of instilled a lot of care. Mm. It's, it's not that my, my, it's not that Dad Zelensky didn't care. He certainly did. Yeah. Um, but for Dad Shook, it was an uphill battle. Because, I mean, he started off as, well, I'm, I'm the quote-unquote stepdad. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be father of these kids who are not my kids. How many? Uh, well, he, he stepped into four kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and then he had two more okay. after that. So, so my mom had six kids. Nice. Um, and he really set the example of really becoming involved. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest examples that I recall from him is, um, I would sit and I play video games as, as a teenager, just sitting and play my games. Uh, and he would lay on the couch and he would ask me questions about games. And I know him well enough to know that he doesn't care about mm-hmm. anything about these games. <laughs> he has no interest in what I'm doing, what right. I'm playing. And, and, and I was smart enough to know that he didn't care about the game, he cared about the player, cared about me. Right. And so he was going to ask about that. And so it, it, it gave me the desire to, to do the same for him. His hobby is ham radios. Oh, that's right. You he, were telling me about the ham radio. Yeah, he, he loves ham radios, and that is a boring subject. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is so boring. But Whoa. I would sit with him for hours while he's on his ham radios, and he's explaining his licensing, and he's telling me the frequencies, and he's he's talking about all these things he uses it for, and how far his antennas can go, and, and all this stuff. And, and, and it is from that that I learned how to care about a boring hobby because I love the person who loves it. Wow. So, so that's kind of something I got from, from dad shook. You know, that's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because in our father and me legacy, right? So that's uh, one of our programs where we bring the kids in with the dads and we go through some stuff to help them kind of connect. The topic that we talked about was the power of storytelling. And so in the power of storytelling, we were talking about the lost art of what that really does for a human to pass stories on. Uh, but what it does for a child, like, you know, how you were in the ham radio situation where you are forced to like gain patience, to gain listening abilities, uh, you know, sharpen your cognitive abilities to follow the story, even though you're not necessarily excited about it. But then also being able to allow your imagination to really spark greatness. And I'm sure you've probably run into instances where something he told you that was so mundane and random in that moment has come back and you're like, you know what? I actually do know how this frequency or this thing works. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, to this to this day, I, I remember his uh, his licensing number. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I know his call sign, and 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 if I ever got on a ham radio, I can I know how to find him. So, wow. Yeah, that it's all that kind of cool stuff. So I, I I did learn quite a bit, even though it's uninteresting. Mm-hmm. I you know I was much more in uh, his other hobby, which was cooking. Ooh. He was he's he went he's the kind of guy who went to culinary school because he mm-hmm. just loved to cook. He didn't want to 
do it professionally, but he yeah. went to a culinary school because he loved to cook. I really want to, but I just don't, you know. I can't do it either. But, <laughs> but I, but then, no, I, we would sit and we watch, we, you know, the Food Network all mm-hmm. the time, and we'd, 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 you know, see some, some, what a recipe, and, and I always tease them about dinner because, because, you know, in normal household, you go, hey, what's for dinner tonight? And they might say, lasagna or pizza or shepherd's pie or something mm-hmm. you know he has to give you the story <laughs> well first i took leftovers which is how it always starts yeah it always starts with the well, so i took some leftovers and and then i thought i would add this but we didn't have any so i decided to mix this with that and then i did this and and i put it on there and i, I had the idea to do and you're like i just asked what what, what we're having for dinner yeah yeah <laughs> i i didn't know i had to be emotionally involved <laughs> we, had to, we had to get the whole in thing the, in the whole process now i see what you mean you know he yeah. taught you caring you know yes yes and so and so it was always a story yeah just for cooking just for yeah. cooking dinner that's i mean it's it, like i said i didn't realize how necessary it really was until now it's just so funny because it's like you know, uh, Dr. King Canfield, who's one of my uh, mentors, uh, and he started the uh, the fatherhood.com and, you know, the uh, National F- Center for Fathering. One of the things that he said that really just blew my mind, he was like, as a grandfather, you know, you are responsible for curating your own museum. And I was like, what? He was like, as a grandfather, your job or grandparent, your job is to make sure that the kids get to see, you know, all these things that happen in your family to get where you are today so that you don't forget it. And it's like, man, what a legacy. What a way to, you know what I mean? Kind of keep oh, yeah. that tradition going. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a great process. So as you were learning from two dads, you had a, a, a wealth of benefit because, you know, you had the opportunity to be able to bounce back and forth kind of yep. um, by seeing who, um, you know, who processes what information better to be able to kind of give you the advice that you are you are seeking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How has that helped you in your in your journey of fathering? Well, I, I will say that I was probably started off at, at an advantage in the in the sense that as a kid, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I would tell people, you know, I was, when I was four years old, if you asked me what I wanted to be, I would tell you that I, I just wanted to make it to five because my parents said, <laughs> if, I, if I keep it up, I'm not going to make it to five. But, uh, but when I was five, if you asked me what I wanted to be, I would tell you I wanted to be a dad. Wow. And whatever career path I, wa- I was going to take had to go around being a father. Mm. And so, so I was already engaged in learning from my father's you know, how they father and what they do and, and how I could be a, a good parent. Uh, and it wasn't until I had my own child when I had my first. It, what age? Uh, I had my first kid when I was 26. 26? Married? The married, whole nine? Okay. Married, yeah. Nice. How long were you guys married at the time before you had your first? Two years. Two years. We were Beautiful. married two years. Okay. Um, I mean, we, when we were dating, we, we already had the conversation of kids. And so my wife is the oldest of six. Oh, wow. And, um, so I hate to point this out, yeah. but this is the third time I've heard that. Yeah. So your mom had six, so you well, have six and your dog. And so, well, my mom had six and then my dad had others as well. And so I'm actually, if you add them all together, I'm, I have, I have 11 siblings. Okay. Well, so, you know, the six, six, six was getting scary. No. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've got, I've got 11 siblings. Okay. Bird so, uh, so I'm, I'm, I consider myself the fourth of 12. Uh huh. Um, but that is divided between. A couple marriages, right? And so, in your mom's household, my mom's household had six. Okay, I know. I'm saying, where were you on that? 
I, I well, at first I actually I had custody. Uh, my dad had custody of me mm-hmm. uh, after the divorce. Okay. Um, which, which is always kind of a funny topic because you know I'm I'm one who's like you know if you can work it out, work it out. Don't get a divorce. But my parents definitely needed a divorce, and I'm grateful <laughs> that they did. <laughs> right. I love them both, but yeah. they're both they're both better off, and my childhood was better off with them being separate. Wow. So, um, and I I. I, I it happened when I was so young that I don't ever remember them together. Okay, but that's that's kind of a, that's kind of my my unique perspective on on life through where you know from where I lived. Okay, because um, I, I mean I, I love I love Dad Shook, I love Mom Zelensky, right? They're 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 great and a great addition to my life. Okay, um, but um, I feel like I got off course. What was the question? No, no, no. Don't worry about that because we're going <laughs> to dive into that. Okay, because you said something that's very powerful that you know, we don't get to hear very often, you know, which mm-hmm. is the perspective of a child uh, where you had a positive uh, interaction with the the divorce. You well, know, a lot of people process divorces, especially in the, in the, in the church community, if you happen to be a part of any of that, right. it's like this, you know, fire and brimstone kind of an idea of no matter what, you make it happen. But you're saying, you know, hey, listen, I, you know, I wasn't around enough cognitively to remember them being together. But the experience that I had was so enriched by having, uh, you know, Mom Zelensky and then Dad Shook to be able to add uh, value to my 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 childhood experience. So, I, I, and what what and I think what was key for that mm-hmm. is that throughout the divorce, my my biological parents were both relatively civil with each other, mm-hmm. right? So they would both come to my graduations and there was no fighting. No, There's no stress that there'd be any fighting or, any, or arguing or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. nature. Um, I also, um, my parents didn't, didn't backbite against one another. Ooh. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't trying to fight and, and turn one child. And to that's the Taruk root. So, that is awesome. Yeah, so, so there was, there was no, nastiness between my biological parents. Mm. They, it didn't work for them. They needed to divorce, mm-hmm. but they were still kept civil. And I recall in a, uh, you know, one, one of the, one of a, a strange moment that I had, it was in my older years. My, my brother left for a mission, uh, to, to, to preach the gospel for a while. Okay. And when he came back, we had a big dinner to celebrate his return. Mm-hmm. And on my left side was my biological father. And on my right side was my biological mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they've, we've been together and we've had many times together, but I've, I've never like been that close to both of them like that before wow. during, during a meal. And, and there was, there was, there was no fighting, no stress, no, no negativity at all. Mm-hmm. And it was just all to celebrate my brother who came back. Wow. And so, and so that's, that was something that we already can expect and we already knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, and I think that's what really made it, uh, as, as odd as it's going to sound, that's what made it a successful divorce. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and that's what we, that's what we try to tell the dads all the time, man. It's like, it is up to you, you know, don't be a, don't be a toxic ex, you know yeah. what I mean? You can't really control what other people do. And <clears throat> a lot of times I see, you know, when guys are talking or people are talking, they're just like, ah, venom, venom, hate and spew. And I'm yeah. like, hey, 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 you know, we're not here to bash moms. We're not here to bash you either. Um, how about we just think about what's the best for the child? You know what I mean? And that yeah. is uh, being very, very mature 
uh, for both. You know what I mean? There's going to be things that you don't like and you don't agree with. I mean, obviously, but if you can provide structure enough to have a relationship outside of your, you know, your, your marriage and say, Hey, look, you know, when we are doing things, this is what it looks like at our house. Hey, this is what it looks like at our house. Let's try to get some continuity for the best thing for our child. Right. Right. And that's beautiful, man. That's that's awesome. I want to celebrate that. I just want to. I just want to. DJ Khaled, <laughs> big ups to your parents, man. Because, like I said, that's that's not very often you get to hear that. No, certainly, certainly not. Certainly not. Wow. So you and your wife, you guys are married at twenty six. You say right? We well, we got married at twenty four. Oh, twenty four. Nice. We had our first kid at twenty six. Beautiful. So, so boy, girl. We had a girl. Okay. Started off started off with a girl. Um, yeah, we, when, before we got married, we, you know, being from big families, we both said, hey, we want six kids ourselves. Nice. Uh, we want them two years apart. Mm-hmm. And if we have the health and the money, we'll, we'll go more. Wow. Um, and so that's exactly what we did. We, get, we ended up with six kids, two years apart. And we decided that we don't have the health or the money. So, <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, health wise, we're good, but we do include, you know, mental health in that aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love, I love my kids, but they do drive you a little crazy. What would have been awesome if you just got six, like right off the rip? Oh my God. <laughs> I, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of expecting we'd have twins. We, mm-hmm. we didn't, we, they're all you know, individual, but I kind of expected uh, twins at some point. Um, I'm kind of glad we didn't get that. No, twins are, you know, I say that now because I don't have any, but, you know, twins are where it's at. I always I always see people, uh, one of my friends, he has triplets. He got triplets oh right off the rip, you know. And so when you go from one kid or expecting one kid to, yikes. Yeah. Okay. No, so yeah, this having, is going to change the baby shower a little bit. <laughs> having six kids makes me, I mean, even if you just have the twi- a set of twins, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a different respect. For, like, I got a whole respect for you because... You know, six kids is one thing, but having two at once is like, whew, I, yeah. I at least got to warm up with each one. <laughs> Let me warm up. That's, yeah. I love it. So tell me, like, what is your favorite part about being a father? My favorite part of being a father is watching them bloom. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite, right? I mean, I, I always hear, like, people always come up to me when I, because I always have a little kid. Right, I've got like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, and they're always like, "Isn't that just the best age?" And I look at them, and go, "No, no, it's not." Yeah. When my oldest turned seven, that's when I looked and said, "This is my favorite age so far." Yeah. Right, because I because that's when I really saw her bloom. I saw her develop talents and gifts, and I watched her as she she became something more, and I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Like that's, that's the part that, I, that is my favorite yeah. uh, so far. And I've seen it with, with my kids as, as they grow as well. Right. My, my oldest now 12, mm-hmm. she's now 12 years old. Um, I have a son that's 10. Oh wow. And watching him do things is incredible. Like we'll, we'll be sitting in church. Right. And, uh, and we have, we have little, a piece of paper for the program. Right. And he takes that program and he, and he folds it up and he makes a paper airplane out of it. And I'm like, that's cool. He knows I make yeah. a paper airplane out from heart. And then he unfolds it and he makes a different airplane out of it. And I'm like, you know how to make two paper airplanes from heart. Nice. Right? And he takes it apart, makes a third airplane. I'm like, this kid is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right? I see him play some video. He got some video games and he doesn't do he doesn't do a whole lot of the gun stuff. Mm-hmm. 
he plays this game where he's got a he's got to design and build like a car or an airplane, and he's like, "Hey, oh wow, look at this plane I just made." I was like, "You didn't make that. You downloaded that." And he goes, "No, you, I, I don't have access to the download stuff. I, I have to make this myself." And I was like, "Holy cow, you made that? Yeah, that's some good weight and balance. That's some good stuff. Like what in the what in the world?" And it's amazing to watch his mind work. Oh yeah, you know, and he's got grandpa that likes to answer physics questions. He does. So he does have grandpa that does. You like can't physics go questions. wrong with that. So. So how is things like, you know, when, whenever you're fathering, um, you know, how's the relationship with the wife? How do you guys balance um, being able to, you know, keep each other at the top of the list, but also be able to be present and work and do all the things? Uh, it's a challenge for real. That is, that is definitely a real challenge. Yeah. I'm in the um, middle of this challenge, so this is like a personal question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think my answer, my go-to answer is uh, knowing the love languages. Mm -hmm. um, my wife's love language is talking, right? So if, so taking some time to discuss with her, uh, particularly plans. Mm -hmm. She likes to talk about, you know, plans and planning ahead and, um, you know, making sure everything is, is handled and taken care of. And sometimes just talking about it or, or just listening so she can get it out of her head. Mm -hmm. um, those are the kind of things that kind of fills her love tank. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's just taking time to do that with her is, is, is enough for her. Um, the challenge then comes from the kids to make sure they all have the right amount of attention. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that is a big challenge because I do recognize which children I give the most attention to and which one I give the least to. And I, and I'm like, I need, I need more on, on this one. Cause right. you know, they're, they're kind of acting out a little and I, I understand that they're acting out cause they're not getting attention. Yeah. I was going to ask like, how do you intentionally uh, be present for all six? So, uh, I mean, you just, I, I know it's obviously easier for the older ones because it's much like easier. They're much easier. they're already there, but they've already gotten all the tank filled. That's right. That's right. They got two years almost by themselves. And it, and it's I mean yeah it's it's easy to to stay focused on like my son he does baseball mm -hmm. right so I it's easy for me to focus with him uh, doing baseball stuff you know all right let's let's do some let's go play some catch a little bit let's throw the ball around um, let's practice on on pitching because he's a pitcher mm -hmm. right and. Um, but the younger ones, it's like I haven't quite found their hobby yet, their thing, right. the, the thing that kind of you know excites them and motivates them. And so I, I, I don't know. So sometimes, um, and this this happens to work with with my number my number five kid, mm -hmm. uh, at little Alexandria. Um, sometimes I just have to stop and just I like I grab her cheeks, like you know, just like I just take my fingers and put them on her cheeks, and mm -hmm. I just look at her in the eye for a minute. And I just stop and look at her for just a moment. And then she's like, she smiles big and she just, she got the attention and that's kind of all she needed. Wow. And so sometimes that's, that's all it takes. But if you, I mean, I need to do more, but giving at least that much, um, helps tremendously just, yeah. just to stop a moment, look them in the eye and just let them know that you have my full attention for this second. Nice. And so that's that's something I, that I do with with some of them as well. Or sometimes just give them a hug. Yeah. Like I my number four Ayla, little Ayla. You know, uh, I I sometimes just tell her Ayla come here, and she comes over and I just I just give her a hug for a moment, and then and then she's happy. Her love language is touch. It might be. Might be. It might be. Okay. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure just yet. I got gotcha. you. Um, but she oh she she has a tender heart though. Yeah. She, like uh, Ayla is is Hebrew for oak tree, Ooh. 
we, we wanted to give her the, the name that mean you know, gives good strength. You know, yeah. this is a strength, you know, but, uh, we sometimes tease her and call her the, the weeping willow. Cause she, <laughs> she kind of cries a little easily, Yeah, you know? And so we tease her a little bit, but we, we do it with love and she knows it's with love. And sometimes she'll say it too. She goes, you know, I'm Ayla, I'm an oak tree, but sometimes I'm a weeping willow. Sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So whenever you're, uh, in the, the fatherhood journey, man, like with six kids, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's usually easy for us to just kind of imagine, like, it's always like, you're always like building tents. You're always hanging from the ceiling. Some kids doing all these things. Is it really like chaotic or is it just pretty, do you get a routine down or? Uh, no, it's chaotic. <laughs> now, um, during the day, obviously when everyone's in school, we have, uh, we have them all to go to school. We have early childhood development, uh, through CAP Tulsa, which is mm -hmm. where, where you and I met. Right, right. Um, and so we, I have, we have our younger ones go through cap and everybody else is in school. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those are usually the calm times and that's the time when we can get some work done, get some studying done or, or anything that we need to do around the house, um, during quiet time. But it, it, you know, come, come pickup time. That's, that's when chaos begins to happen. That's when we gotta, okay, we gotta drive here. We gotta get everybody to, to, uh, band practice. My, our, our kids play instruments. You know, oh, nice! All of them, or just some? Uh, just some. Oldest plays violin. The my my son plays the cello. Nice. And then my my third, Penelope, uh, is singing. Plays a little bit of a uh, the flute. Mm. Uh, not the flute. I'm sorry. It was the uh, the uh, recorder. Oh, recorder. Oh, the recorder. The recorder. Yeah. Yes. So she does a little. It's bit. like a warp whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, but she does she does play a little bit with it, and so it's you know. She does a lot of piano work too. We we made sure to buy a piano for our house. Wow. Um, we got a used one. It's really old yeah, and yeah. beat up, and but it plays. And that's no, all that's all that matters. And they'll sit and they'll just they'll play on that thing. And I, and that's like that's yeah. I always want my kids to play, but it's just like, <sighs> yeah. You got you got to be able to you got to wrench through the sound. You do of learning. You, you, kinda, <laughs> you do right, uh, but it but it doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. Yeah. Uh, and soon they'll they'll play very well. Stringed instruments kind of help because yeah. there's not that 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 high tone whistle that comes from you know brass. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But, uh, but yeah, and then uh, um, yeah, so we, we go through. We have to pick everybody up. Sometimes we have baseball because because mm -hmm. you know, we do baseball in our family, um, and and we. So yeah, so we're bouncing everywhere, and, and by the time we get home, it's like okay, now it's it's dinner time for a late dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a late dinner, and then. And if and then if we have enough time, we sit down and, and watch a family show. We usually have one or two that we can watch for about an hour to two hours before, all right? Prayers in bed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now. This is not, uh, you know, Paul asking answering for all dads, you okay. know, with all kids. Uh, this is just from your experience. Uh, so my question is, is uh, you know, because I always like to talk to dads about how important it is to pay attention to the individuality of each child, uh, making sure that they understand that, you know, every every child is different, you know. Um, so when you were, you know, obviously six years old saying, I'm going to be a father, you got dad Zelensky, you got dad, uh, you know, uh, shook, shoot, 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 uh, shoot, yeah, shook. you're like, oh, okay. Let's go. I'm ready. Got my fatherhood playbook. Here we are. Now you fast forward. Child one, you're going off. You're going on the script. Probably everything going really well. You got a lot of help. Got a lot of uh, assistance. So child two comes. Do you do you completely wipe the 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 
the, the mat or do you use some of the things and you start to notice, wait a minute, I got I to gotta change here. So I, I'll, I'll start off by saying something that my mother taught me mm-hmm. and a very important lesson that I think all fathers need to, all, all parents okay. need, need to know. And that is, I was the perfect father until I had kids. (laughs) (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Oh man. You said a whole word right there. Yeah. That's, that's my mom taught me that before I became a father. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, I, I kind of was like, okay, okay, sure. I I accept it as truth. (laughs) Uh, And then I had kids and I was like, I got it, mom. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the first one is, you know, we fully accepted it is, we, she came in this world and we said, sorry, you're the guinea pig. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're going to do our best with what we got. Um, and we, we, after two years, we kind of learned how to fit. We figured her out. We know what she needs. We know how to take care of her. And then the second one was born and he didn't, he didn't, it didn't work the same. Mm-hmm. He was completely different. And right. now we had to learn all new things. Some things kind of worked. A lot of things. I think the, the example I like to give is putting them to sleep. Yeah. So my, my oldest uh, in order for her to go to sleep, I had to hold her, walk up and down the hall, and sing sing to her, and then she would go to sleep. And then I could put her in the crib, and that was good. My son, who was the second born, that wouldn't work. It would keep him up. He mm. would not be able to go to sleep. And I, the only way to get him to go to sleep uh, was I just basically had to put him in the crib and shut the door. And he will cry, and I would feel like the worst father in the world. Yeah. But within five minutes, he was out. Yeah. And and a, a stampede can go through his room and he won't wake up. He wow. was he was a deep sleeper. I, I that's how my son is. But if you open that door, <laughs> he's up for the rest of the night. Yeah. So yeah, he. So you got you got to put him down and you and then child three, none of those stuff work. <laughs> right. Wow. And so by the third child, I'm going. You know, you would think that I'm an expert father and right. having all these kids. Right. But I can't give any father any tips because the same tips on one doesn't work on two, mm. and they come from the same set of parents. They do. <laughs> so, that, and that's the and that's the you know and that's the thought behind it is like making sure dudes understand like you know I even when they come to our meetings and stuff I'm like hey look I can't tell you how to father yeah. I can only give you perspective of you know, some of the best practices out there because you're going to have to give you shuffle around. Yeah. I yeah. Give you suggestions. Yeah. I could tell you some things that I've tried and the results that I've got mm-hmm. in the end, it's your instincts that you have to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's, this is, this is the child that has been given to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so your intuition is going to kick in and you just got to follow it the best you can. Yeah. So child four comes child four comes and she's again, all new, all new, right? Cause it's like, my, my first two were pretty good, pretty strong, pretty independent. Number three was a little bit rough in, in some cases. We, we tease her because, like, the way she greeted babies was, was, was with a headbutt. Yeah. She'd be like, hey, baby. Wham. Oh. <laughs> you know, and so we had to be careful around other kids because she'd yeah. hurt them. Right? And then, and then four comes along, and, and this is, this is our, our little oak tree weeping willow. Mm-hmm. And she's very sensitive, very timid. And it's like, okay, well, we have to handle her, her timidness. Kid gloves. A little differently. Yeah. Right. And so and so then, you know, again, five again is very different. She's she's very very strong willed. Hmm. Her her first I was tickling her and her first sentence was like, No, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> like, okay. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm up. <laughs> Got it. Fierce. Yes. Fierce. 
I don't like tickling either. I call it artificial happiness. You know? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I tickle my kids. They, we all had a good time with it. But she did not like it. And so. And she made that clear. That's all that, you know, clear. that's that's all you can ask as a dad is just make it clear. Yeah. It's, right. it's a lot easier when I know, okay, that's not you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And so, the num- and number six is really like, she's too much fun. Yeah. She's all the fun. Yeah. Like, she's my favorite two year old. Mm-hmm. I, I tell my kid, I, as, as a two year old, she's my favorite. Yeah. Better than all you guys when you were two. Because <laughs> she's, she's hilarious. She's funny. She's, I mean, she's smart. I, like, I'm like, who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I would do say that I do have favorites, but it keeps changing. Yeah. that's it, I mean, it always changes. So I'm glad you're being honest. You know, there's so many people that come in and they're like, no, I don't have any favorites. I'm like, you're lying. No, I know I dad gum well. I definitely right. have favorites, but they do swap around. Yeah. They do. I mean, they're all favorite for different things. You yes. Know? Oh yeah. Like your oh, favorite yeah. two year old and then your favorite baseball player and that's then your right. favorite that's musician right. and then your favorite hugger. You know what I mean? Oh, like for, they oh, yeah. all have a whole thing. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. the best part. So what did you uh, and the wife kind of sit down and say, okay, these are some of the, I mean, obviously you can't give us the whole playbook, but what were some of the things that you were like, okay, we at our Zelensky house, these are some of the things all of our kids will do. Uh, let's see. Um, was the instruments part of that? Instruments was, was pretty important. Uh, being able, Well, okay, actually, honestly, as, as odd as it sound, we wanted all of our kids to speak Spanish. Ooh. So we actually got them in, involved in a school that was a, a, a dual Duolingo. language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so um, it, it didn't work out as well as we'd hoped. Um, they shut that school down, didn't they? Uh, well, no. So they, so they have, we, we, do, we took them to a school called Dual Language Academy. Okay. Uh, and that school is still here. They just changed the name. Uh, they actually just recently changed it right after we, we took our kids and moved them elsewhere. Um, and I, I, I can't remember what they called it. Mm-hmm. it. They named it after, after somebody. Yeah. But, uh, unimportant. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, they, uh, uh, so yeah, they, they didn't learn Spanish as much as we'd hoped. I think there's, I think there's more than they think they realize in their head mm-hmm. bouncing around. But, uh, what made you guys decide to switch? Um, so my oldest moved on to middle school mm-hmm. and my son, and uh, and his little sister, uh, they were struggling uh, in that school, and they needed something different. Uh-huh. So we trans we transferred them over to to Emerson, which is a Montessori school now. Oh, nice! And so we thought, okay, Mount Montessori is a different structure, so maybe this different structure is going to lead to a, a better education. We want them to learn Spanish, but they need to have a, a good education as well. And it, and it just wasn't. Not saying that that. Dual Language Academy was a bad school per se. Yeah, it just, just didn't was, work for the two. Wasn't right. It wasn't yeah. right for them. So we we need to make some kind of adjustment. Did you ever think to yourself about the problem you might be creating though? That your kids can talk in Spanish and you and your wife can't. My wife can't. My wife. <laughs> oh, can. she can. Okay, my good, can. good. My wife can. <laughs> I was like, man, they could be telling. <laughs> and you're just no, like, yeah. My oh, my wife in English. <laughs> my wife lived in Honduras for oh, nice. for about 19 months. Okay. So she lived there for about 19 months and, and, and came home. And so. Okay. So you're good then. Yeah. So she, I, she speaks know, Spanish. I, my Spanish is hilariously bad. <laughs> I have Oklahoma Spanish. You have Oklahoma. I, I have really Oklahoma I, I grew up Southern California, so I understood Spanish pretty well, but mm-hmm. I couldn't speak it. Yeah. And so my mine is just, it's just hilariously bad. 
I just learned that I was just too embarrassed to get it wrong. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to get it wrong. I have the uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, you know the learn all the languages things. Yep, yep, yep. I have all of them, all twenty seven, and I have just not learned any of them. And yeah. I just, I as much as I want to, the Matrix ruined my life. I seen that movie, <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Why learn this now?" By the time I learn it, they're going to tell me they can just put a pill in or something, and I'll just yeah, know right, it. Right. I, you know, I, I lean into the embarrassment. You know, I, I intend to just make it as, as, as dumb as possible because it's funny. I called everybody chili con carne for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife would teach me Spanish, and she'll, she'll tell me, you know, you know, your hand is your mano. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, so if one hand is mano, both hands are stereo. Got it. <laughs> so she's like, no, that no, that's is not a how it dad works. joke. It if is. I ever it heard it, uh, you know. So arms, I guess, is, is I always get arms wrong, but it's always like brasso mm-hmm. or brasso. So I'm like brasso sprato. Got it. Okay, got it. And she's like, <laughs> just stop, just stop with your stupidness. So I'm, I love it. So mine, love mine it. is hilariously bad. Yeah, I love Spanish, man. I, I so we had the Spanish. We got the music. Anything else that you guys were just like, you know, well, family values that we definitely want to make sure to instill. Uh, in our next generation, sports was always important um, because there's a lot of life lessons that come from sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last year, we we I, I this last year I accidentally became coach of a yeah. base, of the baseball, and that was that was entirely too much fun. So yeah. you know I'll be doing it again this next year. Um, and there's a lot of life lessons to learn there. Yeah. How to win with grace, how to lose mm-hmm. with your head up high, you know how to you know you know don't don't worry you know just because they're their opponent doesn't mean they're their enemy. Ooh, you know, that's uh, a good lesson. And, you know, so, so learning the, these things and, and in encouraging others, um, even when they're on the opposite side. And so there's a lot of life lessons that I wanted to, to teach them through sports. Um, you know, if, if they play a little bit of sports and they say, okay, now I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, that's great. We, as long as we got the life lessons from it. Okay. Um, but uh, there's a lot of value. Obviously, we go to church every Sunday. That is that is a a you know non negotiable. Mm-hmm. You know because there's a lot of values that come from from that. Mm-hmm. Um, hard work. You know, staying staying dedicated. You know. Do you guys volunteer as a family? Um. <sighs> yes and no. So I mean, it kind of depends on what it is. Yeah. Um. But we, I mean, we do try. We try to work together as a family the best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've I've kind of given my kids rankings that they all they all know. <laughs> yeah. So, so my my oldest is my captain. Nice. You know, and then my I have my uh, commander, which is my son. I've so I have my six kids. I've got one boy, six girls. Oh wow! Oh, I'm not six girls, five girls. My, I know math. Um, <laughs> I was like, say, wow, five, that's, five, a, that's amazing. Yeah, five girls, one boy. Um, so when you hear when I saw my son, it's because that's the only one I got. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's my commander, you know, and he's, uh, and then I've got my Lieutenant commander and so on and so forth all the way down to, to ensign. I, I kept Navy for some reason. I don't know. I, I didn't serve, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, uh, but yeah, so they, they know their ranks, they know what their, their jobs are and they know that they got to look out for everybody that's younger than them. Mm. Um, and so, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of values that we try to instill in them. Um, that it's important to take care of themselves, but also take care of the person next to them. I love that. So. Is there, was there any, when you guys are discussing sports, was there any sports that were just off the table? No. Really? I mean, I'm a baseball fan. Okay. So that was immediately on the table. <laughs> right. I, 
I love baseball. I, I, it's a great sport. I'm a Dodger fan because I come from Southern California. Okay. Um, you know, but before I'm a Dodger fan, I'm a baseball fan. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the Dodger game and I'll, I'll see whoever they're playing, get a good hit. And I go, Oh dang, that was so good. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited about it. But, um, so, so baseball has been kind of our thing. My oldest also loves baseball. You know, okay. she, she's already like, you know, when she's like, when I turn 14, I want to be a, a, a bat girl for the, the drillers. Nice. And I'm like, I, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Go free do, tickets. Go Let's go. Yes. Yes. Let's, do <laughs> Let's it. go. Free tickets. I love it. Well, man, I, it has been amazing getting a chance to know uh, the journey that you've been on, man, as far as, uh, you know, fathering and, and, and some of the things that you're doing. Um, I just was, you know, I was just so curious about some of the things that you were learning, what we were talking about. Uh, when we were on the panel, man, because it's just like not a lot of people understand the balance of both, which is, you know, how valuable uh, a father is in the journey of raising children, but also uh, our responsibility of making sure that mom knows that she's valued as well. Absolutely. And so it's great just to, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to meet your wife, but the way that you talked about her and reverence and just gave such uh, adoration to her was just really cool and refreshing to hear. Yeah, I, no, she is. My wife is as absolutely perfect in every way, with the exception of her taste in men. <laughs> you know, she she settled, but you know what? I ain't gonna complain. Hey, that's the best part. You know, marrying so, marrying up is what you're supposed to. That's do. and that's you know what, what I mean? and I. She didn't get that lesson. So. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> girls girls are in it for a different reason. So, you know, she was looking for somebody that was going to be a great father and an awesome, uh, you know, awesome partner. And, like, you know, who can make up Spanish dad jokes on the fly? You I, know that, what that's, I mean? oh, yeah, you haven't even heard all my Spanish. That's, like, a unique quality. I do, right? I have. Well, I'll talk about napping. That that was our still our favorite one. Napping? <laughs> so, so my my wife was and I were snuggling and she was laying on my arm and my arm was falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to adjust, but she kept like not letting me adjust because she just wanted to snuggle. And I was like, okay, you know, all right, I need you off my arm. My arm is falling asleep. And she snuggles closer. And I was like, no, really, I need you off my arm. It's, 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 it's hurting. <laughs> she she's just keeps snuggling and just kind of has a smile on her face. And I was like, all right, let me put this in a language you might understand. Me, me Brussels sproutos es siestas. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that is not how you say that. That is not even that close. That is not even but close. Hey, it got the point across. Right. I'm sure she raised her oh, head to she, tell you. Oh, no, she laughed and, and then she got off my arm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I can dig it, man. Well, is there any uh, lasting information that you want to uh, leave out there for the dads and the viewers and the listeners before we go into the private fatherhood group? Uh, let's see. I. I Oh man, I, I'll just say that, you know, having, having kids have, is as well, you know, just a, a joy and a blessing. It doesn't always feel that way. Mm -hmm. It can be overwhelming. Anxiety can get to, can take over. You know, you can have frustrating times and, you know, I, I think, I think one of the greatest lessons I got before having kids was, you know, when you discipline your children to show them an increase of love afterwards. Hmm. So that they, they understand that your job as a father is to discipline them, to teach them, but you still love them regardless. Um, some, you know, we're, we have some issues with my son that we're trying to work through. And I let him know that the reason why we get so angry with him is because we love him. Mm -hmm. We want him to succeed and it frustrates us that you're not living to your potential. Mm. Right. That if, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Right. 
but but I but we do care and and we we love him and we want him to succeed. So I so every time we discipline him, I make sure to show him that increase of love, to know that I I still care. I I also tell my kids that I have, I have two goals as a father, and you know here's my two goals. Goal number one is to teach them to be strong, independent, and happy human beings. Mm-hmm. And my goal number two is to be their friend. Mm. Right? If if I succeed on the first goal and they hate my guts, I still succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> right? But if I get if I can get both of them, that's really that's that's the ultimate goal. I'd I'd love for them to still be my friend in the end, but I have <laughs> to make sure that they are good human beings. Yeah. And successful in life and happy. Happy yeah. being the big one. I want them to be happy. Got to be happy. Yeah. Got to be happy. So well, hey, man, I thank you so much. We're going to jump into the private fatherhood group. So, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like and share the things that you heard here. If you have any comments, we would love to have you uh, be able to leave those for Paul so we can get them over there and get the questions answered. Feel free to give us a call. You have any questions, 918-922-9445 here at the Birthright Living Legacy We love celebrating and supporting dads. We'll see you next time. Make sure to share and like all the content that you hear here. I just love playing this song. It just doesn't even matter. You can say anything. It's just like, oh, oh. Birthright Living Legacy needs your help. As we are on a mission to help fathers who are needing to overcome obstacles to see their children. We are preparing to provide curriculum, counseling, and family law assistance for any of our fathers. We will also have many fun events to participate in with their children as we build a fatherhood community. Partner with us on Facebook or Instagram and go to our website at brlivinglegacy.com and go to our donation tab on the bottom of the page to make a contribution. For any questions, contact us on any of our platforms as we would love to help. Birthright Living Legacy, changing lives one father at a time.